Hazard Audio. This week on Sports Appeal, Matt Axelrod is out, Tony Bonagura is in, and he brings the energy as the duo get into the NFL playoff picture. Kobe Bryant calling it quits, college football playoff rankings, college basketball, sports madness, and the Tweet Zone. It's right here. Sports Appeal may contain explicit language. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago. Sports Appeal. This is going to be a home run. I just know it because I can see it in the future. With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. everybody welcome to sports appeal i'm steve gross matt axelrod is off this week so we brought in the big guns the pride of hartwick college tony bonagura big tone what's up buddy what's up bro giving the people what they want got the fire alarm turned off because we got some <laughs> smoke in the building with my hot takes oh my god here we go buckle up go find us on twitter we're at the sports appeal we love interacting with you guys that's our favorite part of doing this show with us as always is our producer johnny five and we're powered by hazard audio this week's show, we're going to do some college hoops, finally. we got the college football playoff rankings. Let's get started with the NFL. We're getting pretty close to the playoffs here. Who do you like this year, Tony? All right, Steve, let's just be honest. Football in the NFL has been pretty average this year. It's a bunch of average teams playing terrible football, except for three teams. The Pats out of the AFC, I know they're injured. They'll be fine. And now the NFC, you got the two teams battling for this spot. The Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. I'm kind of with you on this. I mean, the Bengals have looked pretty good. Well, they look bad in their two losses. But other than that, they've been really good. The Pats are really banged up. Hopefully, they can get some guys back. They're going to need Gronk. They're going to need Edelman if they want a shot. Panthers have been so impressive to me. I keep waiting for them to fuck up, and they're not doing it. I don't know what is going on in Carolina, but Cam Newton is taking that team to the promised land. He's dancing that team to the promised land. (laughs) Him and Josh Norman. Bam! Pride of Coastal Carolina. (laughs) That guy's a quarterback that if you don't know who he is, you've been hiding under a rock, but check him out. He's the best quarterback in the league. Shut down. Better than Sherman. Better than Revis. If the playoffs started today, you'd have the Panthers in the one seed, Cardinals at the two seed, followed by the Vikings, Redskins, Packers, and Seahawks. Redskins the four seed at five and six. The NFC East is a joke. The fighting Jay Gruden's, bro. You can't <laughs> never count out Kirk Cousins. Let's be real here. But I think, honestly, out of that league, you'll probably get the Giants. The Giants will probably somehow, I don't want to say rise to the top, because you can't really <laughs> rise to the top at 7-9, but... They'll sneak out. They'll get in there. Yeah, they'll sneak out of the NFC East. I agree with you on the Giants. They're the best 5-6 and six team in that division, I guess. AFC, Patriots at the 1 seed, Bengals 2, followed by Broncos, Colts somehow, Chiefs, and Texans. Those bottom three teams, Colts, Chiefs, and Texans, don't really impress me that much, although Chiefs have won five in a row. It's pretty damn good out of Kansas City. Alex Smith hasn't thrown an interception since week three. And he's actually throwing the ball downfield, which is shocking when we say Alex Smith. Yeah, they're actually using Jeremy Macklin, which is good to see. They have the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL, so that's how they're getting it done. They don't turn the ball over. That's how the Chiefs are having some success, so watch out for them in the playoffs. Yeah, you thought that Jamal Charles injury would really harm them, but Charkandrick West came out of nowhere, and he's really been carrying the load. And when he got injured, Spencer Ware stepped up and actually did good too. So, I mean, you know, Andy Reid down in Philly has <laughs> figured something out. Yeah, I mean, it's just next man up for the Chiefs. I think Alex Smith even led the team in rushing for one game. So, they don't care who's doing it. They don't have anyone with more than 400 rushing yards, but they're just running the ball all day and playing defense, which is exactly what Carolina and Minnesota are doing. All three teams 
looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but like we said, it's the Pats to lose. And the Pats team is great. This is coming from a diehard Jets fan. The Pats <laughs> team is great. I want Tom Brady's life. Belichick's a cheater. And that <laughs> fan base is the most obnoxious, paranoid crybabies. And you know what that means, Steve? It's time to play our favorite game show, The Family Feud. I love Patriots Edition. <laughs> this is actually sponsored by Kleenex. Because they're used by all Pats fans to wipe the tears from their eyes following that loss on Sunday to the Broncos. <laughs> now, Steve, 100 people surveyed, top five answers on the board. Name the most five common excuses given by Pats fans following their loss to the Broncos. Oh, uh, it's easy. Number one's got to be Roger Goodell paid the refs to screw us. And that was actually two points, Steve, but we'll knock them both off. The refs screwed us, and Roger Goodell fixed the game because he's still pissed off about the flake game. <laughs> Any more guesses? We got three more on the board. Uh, Gronkowski's injury. <laughs> Our whole team is injured, and we still made it to overtime. It should have won that game. Probably the altitude. Everyone blames the altitude in Denver. Number four. <laughs> Denver is always a tough road game because of the altitude and the weather. All right, what was number five? Number five. Well, at least we just focus on the Super Bowl and not go 19 Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's one of my favorites. Pats fans. <laughs> So, that segment brought to you by Kleenex. Go grab a tissue if you've got an issue. With that, we'll throw it to Johnny Five for the Tweet Zone. Tweet Zone. Hit the tweets. All right, our first tweet coming to us from at CleverAlways199. She's asking us, who will do the halftime show this year? All right, so we looked into this. It sounds like it's going to be Maroon 5. But we were talking about this before the show. The Super Bowl's in San Francisco. We are looking at some bands who are from San Francisco that we think would be better than Maroon 5. Why would you not have Journey do it? Don't stop believing. It makes all the sense in the world. They're from San Francisco. They sing about San Francisco. They're universally popular. That'd be a great halftime show. Yeah, I can't really fault you there. <laughs> it sounds awesome to me. Much better than Maroon 5 and Adam Levine. I'm all about Don't Stop Believing the Journey. Goodell, make the right decision for once. And our next tweet, we originally tweeted at the Sports Appeal, Peyton Manning has no plans to retire after this season, to which at Jay Schmieder replied, neither did Ray Rice. Oh, low blow. I can't throw a five-yard pass. <laughs> Peyton Manning. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, yeah, Peyton Manning, it looks like it's the end of his career. It's like watching Kobe Bryant out there. We'll get to that in a minute. But Brock Osweiler came in, and he hasn't been great. All right, hold on. Brock Osweiler, everyone needs to settle down with him. Everybody's anointing him as the next savior of Denver. and He's been all right. He's been serviceable. He hasn't been great. Everybody's settled the hell down with Brock Osweiler. Bro, you're out of your tree right now. What? John Elway drafted him. The first words out of his mouth was, I saw myself in him. Dr. Oz is the real deal. Six-foot-eight gunslinger. Oz. He is going to lead Denver to the promised land eventually. It's not painted. But you want to know why, though? It's because he fits Gary Kubiak's offense. Kubiak's offense is based around a lot of rolling out by the QB and zone read. Peyton Manning has to operate out of the shotgun, which eliminates most of what Kubiak wants to do. And I think that's why Osweiler is a much better fit and why Denver's offense has kind of clicked with him under center and not Peyton. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm just saying everyone's anointing him as the next great quarterback, and I am not there at all. He has been okay. He's been good at what they've asked him to do, but they haven't asked him to do that much. And his QBR in that Pats game was 35.2. 
that's 20 points lower than Blaine Gabbert's QBR this week. So I don't want to hear this crap that he's a great quarterback because yeah, he isn't. Bro, we just discussed it. Denver's a tough place to play. The <laughs> altitude, man. Cut him some slack. And then you got to add that six foot eight frame to the altitude. So. But at six foot eight, how many times do you get the ball batted down? I mean, it was unreal. There was three batted passes in the line. <laughs> if you're six eight, you should never have a batted ball. Come on now. It's that misspelled tattoo he has on his arm. <laughs> if you're not familiar with that, look it up. It's pretty funny. And next, we tweeted a Twitter poll, can the Panthers go 16-0? To which at TallMoo9 replied, I'd really like them to. Toughest matchup might be the Giants. I don't know about that. For the five games left, they have two against Atlanta, one against the Giants, one against the Saints, and one against Tampa Bay. Those are all winnable games for sure. Tony, you think they're going to lose the last game to Tampa Bay? Yeah, if I had to pick a team that they're most likely to lose to, it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston has progressed drastically throughout the season. He has two great wideouts when healthy, Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. And he also has a great tight end in Austin Safarius Jenkins. So that offense is potent when they're all together. Jameis Winston is getting better. And I think the thing, too, you have to take into account is it's the last week of the year. By then, Carolina should have the playoffs locked up and the number one seed locked up. So they're probably looking to rest some of their star players, such as Cam Newton and Jonathan Stewart. And Greg Olson, and those are their three star players. But Sports Appeal listeners agree with you, Tony. 71% of people said no in this poll. The Panthers cannot finish 16-0. and I kind of agree with you that Week 17, they're going to rest their starters and probably drop that game to Tampa Bay, who has shown that they can score. So with you on that one completely. Yeah, those other 29% of the listeners have been in a little too much dabbing and not enough watching the <laughs> That'll do it for the Tweet Zone. Go find us on Twitter at The Sports Appeal. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kobe Bryant calling it quits, and we've got the college football playoff ranking. Hey, guys, it's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now is the perfect chance to do that. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want. Pick your sport, draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Welcome back to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. That guy is Tony Bones. Boom! All right, we alluded to this a little earlier. Peyton Manning is losing his shit. It's sad to see one of the greats turning into a not-so-great, and we're seeing that in the NBA as well. Kobe Bryant has been awful this year. Everyone was all up in arms earlier in the year when he was ranked the 93rd best basketball player in the NBA. Right now, it looks like that was generous. (laughs) I know you're a Kobe lover. So, please defend this man if you can. I'll give you 25 reasons why Kobe made the right choice to play this year. (laughs) And those are all the dollars in his contract. 25 mil, that is. (laughs) But yeah, besides that, it's clear he's not the same player. And Kobe's one of those players where he's very polarizing. You either love him or you hate him. There's no between. And somehow it's split 50-50 pretty much uh, across the fandom. But whether you liked him or you hated him, During the time he played, he was one of the best shooting guards during the 20-year run that he was playing. Yeah, he's third on the NBA's all-time scoring list behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Karl Malone and just ahead of Michael Jordan, the best to ever do it. So nothing but respect for Kobe Bryant. Like I said, you're a Kobe fan. I am not. I've never liked Kobe Bryant. But, I mean, this is just extra disappointing for me because I always looked forward to the day where he would be no good anymore. And it's not 
fulfilling at all. It's not satisfying. I just feel sad. I hate seeing it. I just wanted to go out in blaze of glory, just game-winning shot as the time expired to win his sixth ring to tie MJ, then just to walk off and hang it up. But you got to admire the competitor. You got to admire his work ethic. You got to admire that he actually wrote a poem to retire, which some people are making fun of, but I think that is awesome. It shows the kind of person that he truly is. And I think the thing that often goes unmentioned with Kobe is you talk about his shooting and his scoring powers and how he's a selfish player, but no one ever talks about his defense. 12 times he was named All-NBA Defensive Team. He was as complete a player as it comes. And every time he was in the Olympics, he told the coach, listen, put me on their best player. I want to guard their best player. Kobe was absolutely an effort guy. It's sad to see him go. Like you said, it'd be nice to see him go out on top. I probably would have hated it at the time, but it would have been fitting for his career. Instead, we're seeing him lose to the 0-45 Philadelphia 76ers. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it's actually weird because Kobe's one of the first athletes, and Peyton also, where I'm old enough to remember them coming into their league through their prime and now as they're breaking down. And there wasn't many players that I've got to see the whole arc of their career. From what I can remember, you'll see the tail end or their peak, but never that whole 20-year sample size. So it's interesting when you look at Kobe and Duncan's getting there and Garnett. I mean, those are three of the best players of generation that are about to retire and hang it up. Yeah, and you've heard two NBA players now, Kevin Durant and Jaleel Okafor, both say he's our Michael Jordan. And they're younger than we are, so that makes total sense. And he's actually the first guy I can remember going straight from high school to the NBA. So that whole the one-and-done rule now... You know, going straight to the NBA from high school will always be associated with Kobe Bryant in my mind. Him and Kevin Garnett. I agree. And another interesting about Kobe, on a football Monday during the NFL season, it's hard to get anyone on ESPN, any of the talk shows to talk about anything other than football. Kobe managed to do it by retiring. So that just goes to show you how important he is viewed in the sports society today. Well, let me turn my Kobe hate back on. and that, It was the Browns and the Ravens, dude. I mean, nobody's watching that game. Well, it was Monday after the whole slate of NFL games <laughs> on Sunday. I mean, that's it. Monday morning quarterback is what we do in America. It's our third national pastime behind eating and sleeping. So the fact that Kobe's able to jump in there, whether you hate or love it, the guy is a big deal. Yeah, he's played 20 seasons in the NBA, almost all of them at superstar level. He hasn't been good the last three years because of injury and apparently old age. It's a sad sayonara to Kobe Bryant as he hangs up the Spurs. Oh, bad choice of words there with Spurs, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Adios, Kobe. Bon voyage. Best wishes. And for the record, he has two MVPs, not one. Steve Nash, you know you don't deserve that. Return <laughs> it to the rightful owner. <laughs> all right, I guess we know where Tony stands with that. Let's move forward. It's back to football. The other national pastime, eating and sleeping, whatever the hell you said. Um... <laughs> College football. Sorry, I raked my life, bro. <laughs> Eating, sleeping, football. Let's move it. <laughs> the college football playoff rankings. Currently, Clemson 1, Alabama 2, Oklahoma, and Iowa rounding out the top four. I mean, I just want chaos to happen in the championship games this week, and I want as much chaos as possible for the selection committee. I'm with you 100%. The more upsets there are, the more fun it's going to be, the more I can bash on the SEC. Dream come true. Alabama, overrated. Yeah, I said it. SEC, overrated. All, All right. right. Danny Cannell in the house. Hating Boom. on the SEC. Done. Tony Stamp of approval right there. <laughs> All right, so we're cheering for North Carolina. We're cheering for Florida. We're cheering for Michigan State. We want all the upsets this week. USC, fight on! <laughs> USC for Stanford. And let's not forget about the MAC, Bowling Green, baby. Bowling Green has been putting up some points this year. Surprisingly, the only MAC team that is ranked, Toledo, is not in their championship game. Fun fact. Yeah, well, Ohio State's number six, and they're not in their championship game either. So, burn! 
Ohio State could sneak into the top four, which would really piss me off because they didn't even make their conference championship game. But there's a lot of different scenarios where you could see Ohio State getting in here. Yeah, and like you said, outside of the Michigan game, they have not looked good at all this year. No. Their quarterback plays look terrible. Ezekiel is calling out coaches. Their defense has been <laughs> eh. Bosa has three sacks. I mean, he'll be the number one pick. But he hasn't looked overall that great this year. Not what you expected them to look like. Yeah. And I think they're one loss away from Urban Meyer having another heart attack, to be honest with you. Well, they got two offensive coordinators. Their defensive coordinator is interviewing for other jobs. Yeah, they've just been a total mess. Let's look forward to the playoffs. I like Oklahoma. They have looked like the best team in the country for the last month. Yeah, they have Baker Mayfield, who's excitement in a bottle. Little 5'10 spark plug. <laughs> yeah. And they had two NFL caliber running backs back there behind that line. So Oklahoma it looks like a great team, probably prohibitive favorite going in, but I'm going to throw out the underdogs, the fighting Kirk Francis of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's go, Iowa! <laughs> I don't really think they're going to win. I don't even think they'll beat Michigan State, to be honest, but it'd be great to see them crash the party. Oh, it would be great. They'd be an uninvited guest for sure. When the committee set this format up, they were not expecting the Iowa damn Hawkeyes. That's for sure. They actually have a great stud at their cornerback position, Desmond King. I mean, look for him in the NFL. He'll probably be a first three-round draft pick, maybe sneak into the second round. Their quarterback, C.J. Bethford, is good. He can run an offense. So they're not as bad as you would think when you just hear the name Iowa. So they still have a running game for a bunch of no-names who somehow produce every day, and they play tough, hard-nosed football. Yeah, it's the same formula for them every game. 200 yards passing, 200 yards rushing, play good defense, and that's it. They keep winning. If we're doing this realistically low, who are your top four following championship weekend? Man, I kind of feel like North Carolina is going to upset Clemson. So... I know. You know, know we're talking football, not basketball, right? <laughs> I know, I know. All right, let's clarify that one. Yeah. You know North Carolina lost to South Carolina. You know who South Carolina lost to? No. The Citadel. <laughs> the Citadel. That's the fourth best military school. <laughs> All right, that was the first game of the season, and North Carolina has been hot since then. So I think they're going to beat Clemson. So the four teams, give me Oklahoma, because they're not going to lose. Obviously, they're not playing anybody. Alabama's going to beat Florida, so they're going to stay where they're at. Michigan State and... The fourth team, does North Carolina sneak in there? I don't know. Stanford with two wins? I don't like that. I'm really interested to see what happens because I honestly have no idea. I think somehow, if that happens, I think Ohio State sneaks in and pisses off the world. Oh, man. Because you're going to hear a bunch of Big Ten bias, Ohio State bias, Blue Bud bias. (laughs) Another question for you. If Clemson loses, does Oklahoma jump Alabama and go to number one? Or does, no. it, or does it depend on how Alabama looks against Florida? Well, everyone looks good against Florida. <laughs> Florida Atlantic looked good against Florida. I mean, their QB play is dreadful. They're better off just taking a kneel four times, punting the ball, let their defense force a turnover. Like they did against Vanderbilt 9-6. to six. That game was ugly. Hey, that's how you win. doesn't matter what it looks like on the field. So it comes with a W in the win column. All right, that's going to do it for this segment. When we come back, we're going to talk some college hoops. Finally, one of my favorite sports. I'm excited to talk some college hoops. And we got sports madness and a bold prediction from Tony Bone. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. You're 
listening to Sports Appeal, I'm listening to Big Tony. He's listening to me. I'm Steve. I'm not doing much listening, to be honest, Steve. <laughs> doing a lot of yelling. <laughs> Let's yell about some college hoops, man. I went to Syracuse. You're a big UConn fan. I got to mention the game, dude. I got to do it. Yeah, another white dude kills UConn. <laughs> Story of my life. Syracuse. Jerry McNamara, I still hate you. <laughs> Syracuse freshman Tyler Lydon, he's been lighting it up. My Orange have looked really good. They're 6-0, hopefully going to 7-0 tonight against Wisconsin. Really exceeding all of my expectations. I thought this team was going to have some trouble this year, but they've been shooting lights out. They've been shooting threes like crazy following the Golden State blueprint, and it's been working. They've been hitting their shots and playing great defense, surprising the hell out of me, all the way up to number 14 from unranked last week. So, that's my piece about the Orange. What do you want to talk about, Tony? I want to talk about Ben Simmons, the real deal Aussie extraordinaire Playing at LSU, God knows why he went there, because that team is awful. It's <laughs> dreadful. I mean, you watch this guy play, and he's got great vision. He's 6'10", he runs, he rebounds, he scores, and he has an extremely high basketball IQ, and the rest of the team just chucks up threes like they're trying to build a house out of bricks. I mean, it's it's <laughs> absurd watching them play. It's so frustrating. You can just tell that he's frustrated watching them play. But this guy, I'm going to say it right now, is the best college basketball player I have ever seen personally. Now, before you guys start blowing up on the tweet over there, I never saw Magic Johnson. I'm not that old. I never saw Larry Bird. I'm not that old. Melo was good. He's not Ben Simmons good. Durant was good. He's not Ben Simmons good. This guy is the real deal Holyfield. You didn't mention Jimmer Fredette, I noticed. <laughs> We've had a few big games already this season. Last night, North Carolina versus Maryland, number two versus number nine. Great game. Maryland goes down their first loss of the season. North Carolina, Marcus Page was on fire. On fire. He was 4 for 5 from downtown. He had 5 assists and 1 turnover. Forced 8 turnovers from Melo Trimble, who could possibly be the player of the year. North Carolina looked really good last night. I don't expect them to look that good all year, but they looked really good. And Maryland, they lost, but I came away impressed with them. I think they're going to be a tough tournament team because they have so much talent. Yeah, Maryland's going to be really good towards the end. Yeah. They still haven't clicked yet. Their freshman, Diamond Stone, he was a five-star recruit coming in. He's good. He hasn't mastered the NCAA game yet. He's still a little overweight. That's going to fix itself over the course of the season. But UNC is a completely different team when Marcus Page is healthy playing like that. Without him... They lose to the University of Northern Iowa. Yep, Northern Iowa. Unranked Northern Iowa, by the way. They were ranked pretty highly last year, but then they showed their true colors in the, in the NCAA tournament. You and I had a discussion with one of our friends about them the other day. That didn't go so well for him. But, uh, yeah. Never does. <laughs> That's true. Never does. Never does. Let's talk about Kansas with Czech Diallo finally getting cleared to play. He looked pretty good in his first game. He's great, but NCAA is a complete joke that it took him this long to decide to let him chuck Diallo play. He came over from Africa to New York school and they had a problem with, what was it, the sixth grade class credit or something to say he wasn't credited. I mean, it's a joke on what they're going to try to pick out for, but I'm glad he's finally the court. He's playing. Bill Self's a great coach. He's going to have them ready. They've won 13 straight Big 12 championships. Until they lose, that's their conference to win. If you look at the Big 12 right now, Iowa State at number 5, Oklahoma at number 6. Oklahoma is a good team. Iowa State, Niang's great, but they haven't looked good all year playing. Oklahoma has great defense, and they have a great score. I'm with you on Iowa State. Not that impressive. I don't know why they're ranked so highly early in the season, but I expect them to lose a few games and probably drop out of the top 25. Yeah, they're coming off a lot of hype from last year yeah. with the most returning cast with one of the best players in the country, Niang, coming back. But Oklahoma has the reigning Big 12 player of the year, and he's legit wingman who can shoot the ball and he plays great defense. Watch out for Oklahoma come tournament time. 
An unranked team I want to keep my eye on. They were ranked previously, but they no longer are, is Butler. They've had a tough loss to Miami, but other than that, they have been scoring buckets on buckets this year. If you look at their schedule, they are just tearing teams apart. I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch throughout the season. Yeah, didn't they score 144 points in one game? Yeah, that's so insane. So you know the offensive firepower is there. This isn't the same Butler team that plays defense and wins a game 52-50. to 50. No, and going off with those teams, I'm about to drop a huge Cinderella team to watch out for in March. Serious bracket buster. You ready for this one, Steve? Yeah, I'm ready, Tony. Let's hear it. Your big, bold prediction for the week. The North Florida, wait for it, Osprey. That's right. Points <laughs> for the nickname. Now, how does the Cinderella team excel in March when it comes to the NCAA tournament time? There's three key things they need. One, they need the go-to scorer. Two, they need to be able to shoot threes. And three, they need to be able to hit their free throws. Well, North Florida has all three. Dallas Moore. If you haven't heard of him, look him up. Junior guard, 6-1. He's averaging 20.3 points per game, 6.1 assists, and 5 rebounds. This guy contends for a triple-double every time he steps on the court. He can score against the best of them. They also have three players on that team that shoot over 45% from three-point range. And all these guys have over 45 attempts, so it's not just a small sample size. They're chucking. They love to shoot the three. And one of those guys has one of the best nicknames in basketball, <laughs> Bayou Beach. Yup. His name is Bayou Beach. And as a team, they're shooting 44.4% from three-point range. So they love to shoot the threes. They have the go-to scorer. And when it comes to free throws, these guys are about as good as they get. They're shooting 77.2% from the line as a team. Now, they didn't just play some dumb competition against State-filled college of Southern Central Carolina, Florida State, <laughs> North Dakota Avenue, all right? This is not this kind of competition. They played <laughs> Illinois, and they beat Illinois. They played Louisville. And they lost, and they played St. Louis, and they lost two close games. Right now, their record sits at 6-2, coming out of the Sun Belt Conference. Watch out for them, folks. They made the tournament last year, North Florida. So this is a great pick by you for a Cinderella team. A Cinderella pick in December. I love it. We going big or we go home, Steve. You know that. Let's go to Sports Madness. Sports Madness. So for Sports Madness, we're going to stick to the college basketball theme here. And we're going to go with the Monmouth Hawks bench. Now, if you have not seen these videos, check them out. They're about a minute 30 long, and they are priceless. This bench should make the NCAA tournament because they are that entertaining. I don't want to watch the team play. I just want them to have a camera on the bench watching those reactions. It's priceless. It's gold. Check them out. They have these choreographed dances. They've got the big catch. They've got the oh my god. They've got the flex. Got the Everdeen Katniss. The Everdeen The human scissor. <laughs> the first down. They're phenomenal. Go check them out. You will not be disappointed. We'll tweet them right now at the Sports Appeal. Go find it on hey, our Twitter. Hey, pause this. Take a minute, 30. Come back to us and start laughing. Second Sports Madness story is from soccer. So there's a soccer game going on, and the Mauritanian president is at the game. It's tied 1-1 one to -one in the 63rd minute of the game, and the president stops the game. He goes, hold on, guys. I'm bored. So we're not going to finish the game. We're just going to have a penalty kick shootout right now. <laughs> Stops it in the middle of the second half. Goes, no, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Here's what we're doing. I love it. Personally, I think that's the best idea ever. I hope Obama starts doing this. Middle of baseball. Listen, I can fast forward between like the sixth and ninth. Maybe throw a couple of runners on base. Just keep it entertaining. Football. Come on. Who watched the Browns-Ravens game last night? <laughs> I mean, Matt Schaub really should have paused it and we should have had a field goal kicker kickoff. Horse style, bro. Seven on seven, man. With a lineman. <laughs> yeah. Who else is going to throw the ball? Matt Schaub? That's true. Matt Schaub's <laughs> middle name is Rutledge, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then our last story is from LeBron James. He told us this week that his son will not wear his number. LeBron James' son won't wear LeBron James' number, just to clarify that. Because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is. The only problem with this, his name is LeBron James Jr. Didn't really think that one through. <laughs> uh, I'm not the smartest dude in the room most of the time, but I think I'd be able to figure that out. Plus, having LeBron at the game with his entourage might tip a few people off as well. I think he's fighting a losing battle here. Just embrace it, dude. Take your dad's number, 23 or 6, whichever one you want. Doesn't matter. No, screw that, dude. Completely change your name, get an awesome new name that you pick <laughs> out yourself and forge your own path. And then pick a crazy number like 83. You're talking like Meta World Peace, change your name, get crazy with the numbers. Yeah, great yeah. role model. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Ron Artest <laughs> is the role model for everyone. Forget LeBron, Ron Artest. Let's go. His name being Meta World Peace is like your name being End World Hunger. <laughs> hey bro i got my fitbit dude i'm tracking my steps tracking my mileage all right that does it for sports appeal this week thanks for tuning in guys with us as always is our producer johnny five we're powered by hazard audio the conversation continues now on extra points go check that out also i want a little senseless plug here follow me on twitter at not so little italy that's little l-i-l Preach the files. I'll be coming with hot takes all the time for you. Here's Sea Otter by Full Surf.
TV during the weeknights, but my mom was strict about that. Right, the only time I was allowed to watch TV is if I was like working out. So if I was like I'm on the treadmill running, and our treadmill was in the basement, so I used to go downstairs, turn the TV on, and turn the treadmill on, and I would stand like this. <laughs> stand on the sides. <laughs> stand on the sides <laughs> and watch. Treadmill run after TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard someone over the door and quickly jump up. <laughs> oh man, I'm going. I had, like a cup of water and I splash it with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you had the whole routine set up. I mean, it was obvious because you didn't hear the thudding feet as you opened the door, but, <laughs> you know, I thought I was getting away with it. Love you, Ma. Hazard Audio.